0: Strange things are happening with the Pittsburgh Pirates. For one thing, they're 4 0. That is friggin' strange. Gregory Polanco walked four times yesterday. That ties his total for all of last season. Wow. Weight discipline. What a concept. What's next for El Café? Perhaps a rising baseball IQ? But 8,000 tickets didn't get sold yesterday. And a whole bunch of people who bought tickets didn't show up. But the bottom line is, 4-0. Savor the flavor because the Pirates really need a good start. I'm told Alejandro Villanueva won the NCAA basketball title. Villanueva beat Michigan, right? That is muy impressive. This is the Mark Madden Show. Bada boom. Smartest guy in the room. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call, or you can follow me on Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. Got quite a lineup of guests today. His rock band, Fozzie, performs at Jurgles in Warrendale tonight. It's pro wrestling legend Chris Jericho, Y2J, at 3.30, right here on the X. At 4.30, the godfather of the Pittsburgh Sports Media, Stan Savran. And just confirmed at 5:15, the Penguins goaltender, it's two-time Stanley Cup winner Matthew Murray. Matt Murray, 5:15 here on 105.9. The big story, of course, despite the Pirates' 4-0 start, the big story is the Penguins. Columbus hosts Detroit tonight. If the Blue Jackets win, that sets up Thursday as a very meaningful hockey game. Pittsburgh at Columbus. If the Penguins win, it's second place at home ice. If the Penguins lose, it's very easy to see them sliding down to fourth and playing Washington in the first round. Uh, The notion of defeating Ian Cole in a single game Thursday, let alone beating Cole later on in a best of seven, well, it all just seems so insurmountable like trying to climb Mount Rushmore, and all four heads are Ian Cole because he's just that damn good. Uh, we didn't talk much baseball yesterday because the Pirates were playing, and uh, some of you seemed interested, although not many showed up. If you only sell 30 k for the home opener, what happens tomorrow night? Although it is buck night where I believe you can get everything from soda to popcorn, up to and including manual gratification for just $1. Just tell them to take it easy with the batting gloves and the pine tar. To reboot something I said late in yesterday's show, although it makes me and my program sound very old, Ralph Kiner is the greatest pirate ever. He led the National League in home runs every single year he was a pirate, seven seasons. His on-base, slugging, and OPS as a pirate are better than Bonds, Clemente, and Wagner as a pirate. So how is Ralph Kiner not the best pirate ever if he tops Barry Bonds, Roberto Clemente, and Hannes Wagner in all the numbers that count? We have been conditioned to believe that uh, on-base, slugging, and OPS, those numbers, they matter above all others. Well, Kiner's numbers, those numbers, are the best, among the best, in Pirate history. I just can't believe Polanco walked four times. Next thing you know, he won't be making the first out of an inning at third base. This could be the start of something big. The Pirates' starting pitching has been okay. Tyon, uh, Trevor Williams and Nova all did pretty good. Had decent starts. Replacing what Cole did last year is no big deal. The over-under for Pirate wins in Vegas is 72.5. Bet the over. For show, bet the over. They won't win 81, but they won't lose 90. Sidney Crosby had an interesting quote. He said that it's good the Penguins have been fighting to get into the playoffs and not just coasting. Is that true? I don't know. I'll ask Matt Murray when he joins me at 5.15. If the Penguins win at Columbus Thursday and get home ice, then I guess it's true. If they lose that game and drop to fourth and play Washington in the opening round, uh, what I'm saying is it's the destination that matters, where you end up. I'm kind of fired up for that game at Columbus Thursday. Don't forget I'll be hosting a Penguins viewing party for that game at the bar at the downtown Marriott, a puck drops at 7 or 7.30. I'll be there drinking long before that, so do stop down. It used to be called the Steelhead. Now it's something else. You know where it is, the Marriott, right across the street from PPG Paints Arena. Uh, this game Thursday feels like a playoff before the playoff, and it's a good chance for the Penguins to put those pissants in their place. Columbus and Washington both act like they've done something and won something, and they haven't, none of the above. Murray and Letang have come in for some fan criticism. Twitter criticism is probably the best way to put it because I have never, ever heard Matt Murray or Chris Letang booed at home. It's like it used to be with Flurry. And let's not revise history, Flurry got bashed on the talk shows and on Twitter, but he got cheered like crazy every game at home. Murray and Letang do have to play better, a bit better, not a lot better. Murray's making the tough saves now, just to avoid the bad goal. Latang's making one big mistake per game, maybe. Just eliminate that. And I think you need to trust those two guys, given their accomplishment and their pedigree. I uh, really, the same goes for the whole friggin' team. And if that sounds like I'm on the Penguins bandwagon, I am. Duh. They're the two time defending Stanley Cup champions. The Pirates are 4 0, and you Jamokes print World Series tickets. You idiots don't even remember what a World Series looks like in this time 1979, and that's a long time, too. Uh, the Penguins have won the last two championships, and you're searching for flaws. It's absolutely nonsensical. Uh, if you want optimism, here's a few things to look for. The Pens have a lot of proven playoff performers, and I could add Derek Brassard to that mix, who goes nuts in the postseason. Sid appears to be ready in every way he needs to be ready. Assuming Brassard and Kessler are back soon, uh, neither one practiced today. Injuries don't seem to be a problem. Hunwick has played in the last three games and has looked pretty good, plus two and fairly solid. The power play is tops in the league and has been consistent all season. Hornquist is a beast right now, and he's a playoff type of guy. I could go on and on. Uh, The biggest reason to be optimistic is they have a whole bunch of guys who won the last two Stanley Cups. There's a lot more reason to be optimistic than pessimistic, but it's like some of you can't wait for the Penguins to fail. Wow. Wow. Okay, Thursday's game, the puck drops at 7 p.m. That's at Columbus. I'll be at the hotel bar at the downtown Marriott for a viewing party with Bud Light. And then Friday night, the last home game of the season, the shirts off the backs night. Puck drops at 7.30 for that game against Ottawa. Uh, In a moment, we're going to talk about the Masters, which begins on Thursday. I posted a blog about this. I'll talk about it in a moment. If a spectator yells out, Dilly Dilly, he will be ejected. Swear to God, Dilly Dilly has been banned by the Augusta National Golf Club. Today's show figures to be terrific. Like I said, Fozzie is in town at Jurgles. That's Chris Jericho's band, Y2J of WWE fame. He joins me at 3.30, Stan Saverin at 4.30, Penguins goalie Matt Murray at 5.15. It's the best sports talk in town and you can hear it only with me, Mark Madden on 105.90X. Yes, Mark Madden. Super Genius Big Fan Big Fan. You got to be a big timer to get on this show. Double M, huge fan. Raise the Jolly Rancher. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X, Y2J Chris Jericho at 3:30. About 50 minutes away. Penguins goalie Matthew Murray at 5:15 going to be great to have. Matt, on the show again. Uh, I'd like some conversation on this one, because I find this terribly funny. The Masters begins on Thursday. If a spectator yells out, dilly dilly, he will be ejected. A few other phrases can't be yelled either, but dilly dilly is one of them. If you yell that out after a shot, or any time, I imagine, you get ejected. Ejected. I have mixed emotions about the etiquette of golf. I don't think golf should be too sterile, which it definitely is at a stuffy place like Augusta National. But why the frig would a fan yell dilly dilly or get in the hole or baba booey or mashed potatoes or any of that stupid stuff after a golfer takes a shot? What exactly is the point. It's stupid for the sake of being stupid. It's akin to going to a concert and taping the whole thing on your camera phone. You're trying to be part of it as opposed to just watching and enjoying. I posted a blog about that on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com And there's a video of Tiger Woods putting. This is from a few years back. And somebody yells in the middle of a swing, get in the hole. Tiger missed, so that did not help the ball get in the hole. Tiger, of course, glared at the guy. And a bunch of other fans started identifying the guy and saying, throw him out, throw him out. Why throw him out? He was rooting for Tiger. He just had bad timing. All you other numb nuts, yelled stuff, after shots, all day. This guy just had bad timing. Uh, by the way, Bud Light hit the friggin' jackpot with dilly dilly. That is everywhere. A pop culture catchphrase out of nowhere. Four one two three three three. wxdx is the number. Call up. I know people are going to preach regarding dilly-dilly, regarding being ejected at the Masters, regarding all the behavior at golf tournaments, which is considered proper or not. People going to preach, let them yell, let them have fun. What's wrong with people having fun? Fun, fun, fun. Okay, but what if the golfers don't think it's fun? It's not baseball or football or hockey. It's a different environment. Maybe golf should be the one sport that's different in this regard. Anyway, life isn't this bottomless reservoir of fun. And what is fun exactly? And is it still fun if it's at somebody else's expense? In this case, at the expense of the golfers, at the expense of the event. What if Tiger has a putt to tie the Masters on 18 on Sunday to go to a playoff and somebody yells dilly-dilly while he's putting and he misses? Just shut up and watch. That would be a good title for a book. I hope John Steigerwald is listening. Now, I wonder if I can yell loose lips eat chips. At Augusta, because that I would yell, definitely. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I'd like your feedback on that topic. I have no problem with golf wanting to maintain some level of dignity requiring that from the spectators. I, I think it's refreshing in today's era of fun, fun, fun. Let them have fun. Uh, getting back to the Penguins, they practiced today. No Kessel or Broussard. Uh Kessel has that consecutive game streak going. It's now at 690. I hope Phil's not forcing himself into the lineup, despite being hurt to prolong that streak. Uh, three Stanley Cups is a lot more historic than a consecutive game streak. Uh, the Penguins announced their team awards. The only one that matters is MVP. That's Gino. Geno. Penguins team MVP this year. Well-deserved and no surprise. Dilly-dilly. Crosby got the players player. Uh, One comment on Villanova winning the NCAA. Villanova is in the Big East, which is no longer a true prestige conference. And not too long ago, Pitt was better than or on a par with Villanova. For like a decade, Pitt was better than or on a par with Villanova. And now Villanova has won two of the last three national championships. Does that mean Pitt can do that? Yes. Does that mean Pitt will do that? Probably not. Heck, in 2009, Pitt lost to Villanova by two points in the Elite Eight. That's less than a decade ago. That chance at the Final Four, that's one that got away. That was a great game, but Pitt could have won it. Uh, For me, the big topic from yesterday's Pirate Opener is the attendance. Opening day used to be an automatic sellout even when the Pirates were real bad. But last year, the tickets sold on opening day uh, was about 36k, And this year, about 30,000 tickets got sold, and about half that number showed up yesterday for the Opener. Is this a backlash to cutch leaving? Is this a backlash to not trusting ownership and to the disassembly of that 98-win team in 2015? I didn't think attendance would drop a lot this year because it dropped 600 k over the last two years. I figured that anybody who was going to stop going or go less has already done so. But now, after they sell only 30,000 tickets for opening day, now I wonder, maybe attendance will drop even more. And how will nothing react to that? All season long, the attendance is going to be a topic. If you don't like that, go more. The B team, in very passive-aggressive fashion, is encouraging people to go. I wouldn't call it shilling, but encouraging. You hear stuff like, I enjoy it, my family enjoys it. We're Pittsburghers, the players give 100% effort, don't penalize them, blah, blah, blah. Hey, maybe I'd do the same thing, but probably not. I'm saying the same thing as always. If you want to go, then go. This year, I'm going to go twice, period. I can guarantee this year I will go twice to a power game, unless they make the playoffs. Then I'll go probably once in the playoffs. That game won't be PNC Park, though, it'll be held... At Fantasyland. Up next, he is at Jurgles tonight with his red hot rock and roll outfit, Fozzie. He is WWE superstar or is he New Japan superstar? Will he be at WrestleMania Sunday? We'll get all the answers and much more from Y2J, Chris Jericho. He's up next on 105.9. Listen up. It's WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross. And this show's going to be a slobber knocker, because Mark Madden is whipping you callers like a government mule on 105.9 The X. My guest right now is Music Incarnate. He is a charter member of Def Leppard's Rock Brigade. He was Tommy Boland's drug mule with Deep Purple, Mark IV. He parked cars for the cars, and he went all the way with the raspberries. As a wrestler, he conquered WWE, New Japan, WCW, ECW, Smokey Mountain, Stampede, the St. Louis Wrestling Club, Shimmer, Glow. The list goes on and on, on and on. It's heaven and hell. Tonight, he appears with his Van Fozzie at Jurgles in Warrendale. Move over, filthy Amy, and tell Kimona Wanalea the news. Put your hands together, Jack, for the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla. Y2J, Chris Jericho. Uh, Jericho, we gotta keep this short because the intro ran too long.
1: Dude, I gotta tell you what. That was definitely one of the best intros i have ever received, It's about the best intro of my entire career. Uh, highlighted by going all the went all the way with the raspberries. That was uh that was some fine, fine work there, Madden.
0: Well, I appreciate it. Uh, Fozzie is at Jurgles tonight, and about a year ago, you released a single called Judas. A great song, 13 million views on YouTube, number one on several charts. What makes that song so special? Uh, actually, we just hit 17 million views on
1: that. So, um, But what makes it special? I, I really don't know. I mean... I would love to be able to analyze it and tell you it's this, that, and the other thing. Why it was such a reaction and such a hit? I think more than anything it's because it was the right song at the right place at the right time for Fozzy. Everybody uh, has heard of Fozzy over the years, uh, heard about Fozzy. I think once I finished my run in the WWE in 2016, I had a lot of goodwill because it was a great run, one of the best of my career. And I think when I left that time, people went, listen, he's leaving kind of at the height of his career to go back to Fozzie. Let's finally give this band a, uh, a chance and check it out. And when Judas came out, which was the best song of our career, uh, best video we've done, et etc., et it was just perfect timing. And I think that's when people realize that is the real deal. It just went through the roof uh, ever since that. Ever since May, I called the Judas Effect. To where most of the shows are selling out uh the crowds are bigger uh, prestige is bigger uh the buzz is bigger than it's ever been so it's just a really cool time to be a part of this band uh very exciting and a long time coming we deserve it because we worked hard to get it and we're ready for it
0: well in that vein fozzy is really good live and i think i know why you guys play as much as possible whenever you're not wrestling fozzy's out there on tour
1: well i mean you have to be that's kind of the way it is these days um you know the record business is what it is. It's more based around streaming, and basically, a new record is almost a souvenir for for your you know for your fans, your band, that they pick up to go and enjoy the shows. So um you have to play. It's the best way. You know, it's the old Iron Maiden trick where you go out there and just hustle, take it to the streets. And I ain't talking about Michael McDonald and play every single place that you can and grow your fan base. Uh, and that's what we've done. Like I said, I think. This is our third U.S. tour uh, since May. Uh, we're doing another one probably in August. We're going back to Europe in June. That will be our third time there. We're going to hit Australia for the first time in five years. We're going to hit Japan for the first time ever. You can see the growth of the band. and When, when, when you get hot um, and you know this, you've got to take advantage of that momentum and continue to build upon it. So this is our chance to really get to the next level and to stay there. Uh, and that's where, that's why we got to play as much as we can.
0: When people look at Fozzie on stage, do you think they still see Chris Jericho the wrestler or do they see Chris Jericho the front man for Fozzie? I think there's both. I mean, there's a lot of people
1: who don't really care about wrestling. They love Fozzie, they love Judas, they love Painless, they love Sandbox, there's a, a lot of people who like both. And there's still people that come in the door um, curious as to what it's going to be. And you can always hear that. Uh, before the show, there's massive Fozzy chants, and then you'll hear Y2J chants sometimes, and you'll hear, you know, yes chants. That's before the show. As soon as the show starts, it's 100% Fozzie chanting. And there's people there that, that are wearing, you know, a Y2J shirt or an Alpha Club shirt that probably had no intention of, of really getting into it. And they leave going, holy smokes, that was an amazing uh, amazing show. What a great rock and roll band. Because it's not Chris Jericho and his band of merry men. It, it, it's a rock band with five solid points five solid you know uh uh, guys on stage everybody's a star and that's the way that we constructed this band is we wanted everybody to be in the spotlight and everyone to get their moment so um i think that's one thing that people that maybe don't know what fozzy is all about when they leave they sure do because it it is a very uh energetic rock and roll experience all across the board and it's exciting for us you know we're in pittsburgh tonight we were here a couple, I can't remember, maybe back in May, we played a great show at, I can't remember what the place was called, but it was downtown. Kind of a smaller place where it joined us tonight. It's a bigger place. This gig is almost sold out. Everyone's talking about Fosburg, which is something I made up on the fly last time, <laughs> which has become kind of a tradition. Fozzie back in Fosburg. I know it's terrible, but people love it. So, um, you know what I mean? We're building this brand and uh, building it in cities multiple times on a tour. And that's a pretty cool thing to be able to do.
0: Well, you're wrong, Jericho. People don't love it. They love it. Let, let's, yes. get, let, let's get that right. Uh, we need to talk about wrestling. Point blank. Will you be at WrestleMania on Sunday and why should I believe you? I love how people like you know,
1: um, they think that everything's a big giant conspiracy. I mean if you go on my uh, FozzyRock.com, you'll see we have a show in Hampton Beach on April 8th Aha, uh-huh, but is there is show. no
0: Hampton Beach. <laughs> yeah, it's a fictional no place. New Hampshire
1: doesn't exist. That's not real. Um, we went to, uh, we did a tour in Europe uh, back in, in uh, January, uh, and we were in France, and we were in a really nice theater, and I took a picture. I was like, here I am in France. Getting ready to was the tour. It was the day of the Royal Rumble. And everybody was like, that's obviously Photoshop. That's a fake picture. He's really in Philly. I'm like, no, I'm in Paris. I am here in Paris. And then when the Royal Rumble happened and I wasn't on it, People are like I was so disappointed that you weren't in the Rumble. I told you I'm in Paris. I'm not in the Royal Rumble. So um, it, it, I we have a show at uh, WrestleMania uh, today, April 8th, in Hampton Beach, in Hampshire, if it really exists. Uh, that's up to you guys to decide. It could be a big conspiracy. I could be uh, I could be there, but uh, uh, my real life physical body will definitely be in Hampton Beach on April 8th, not at WrestleMania.
0: Now, will you return to New Japan Pro Wrestling at some point? You had that great match with Kenny Omega at the Tokyo Dome, and then you did an angle with Naito. Uh, what's your status with that company?
1: Well, I mean, we uh, talked and, and, and discussed, you know, future, future work with them. Um, but, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain uh, uh, I guess I should say, price that, that, that needed to be paid to, to make that happen. Um, that Kenny Omega Jericho match was a huge money maker for New Japan, and that's kind of um, the stance I'm to where I know it's a big money maker, and I'm going to stick to my guns and, and know what my value and worth is. And at this point, we haven't uh, been able to come to a deal. So as of right now, uh, no New Japan dealings uh, are happening.
0: We're talking to Chris Jericho. Jericho and his band Fozzie are at Jurgles tonight, Jurgles in Warrendale. Uh, That match with Omega was great, Uh, just excellent to watch, told a great story. New Japan has such a high bar for performance. At 47, how did you find a niche for that match to be so good?
1: Well, I mean, once again, um, it's not something that I I could really sit here and analyze. It was... I think I was really intrigued with the whole idea of the match because people didn't think it could actually happen um, because, you know, I was a WWE guy and Kenny's New Japan. I love the fact that you had two guys with basically very similar um, upbringings in the business, both of us from Winnipeg, uh, Manitoba, Canada, which, of course, is uh, a very rare thing to have somebody uh, that huge in the business be from Winnipeg, and now there's two of us. And then we went out there and we just, did the match, and and I thought it was good. Uh, I'm very self-critical, so there was a couple things I wish would have gone better, but afterwards, everyone was just flipping out five-star match, and the best match of Jericho's career, and all these different things. So to me, it was like I'm glad people felt that way. Uh, I I don't feel 47 years old. I've never had that attitude of 47 years old. So to me, it was just one of those things to where I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. I'm glad it was a huge success. I'm glad I got the critical acclaim Um, but I mean, I hadn't had a match since July, you know what I mean? So I just walked in there and did what I do. And at this point, it's just instinct, uh, and just, I guess, experience. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there's one spot in it that I'll never tell anybody that I hate. I wish I never would have done it. It drives me crazy. But if people say it was the best match of Chris Jericho's (laughs) career, uh, well, that's a good thing to, to have people say. So I'm glad people feel that way. And I'm glad it worked out as well as it did. It was definitely a highlight of my career, for sure.
0: Now you're doing a cruise, uh, rock and wrestling, at the end of October. Fans can check out chrisjerichocruise.com. What inspired that? That's quite a huge endeavor.
1: It really is, man, and it's a little bit scary because uh, it's all on me. You know, if it's a hit, it's all on me. If it's a failure, it's all on me. And it's not going to be a failure. We're on a sellout pace, which is great. But it took me two years to get that thing up and rolling And, um, I got the idea because Fozzie played the Kiss Cruise in 2015. It was a great experience. Um, not only as a performer, but as a fan, uh, as a, uh, as a musician, you know, as a professional. And I just said, man, I could do this. You know, what am I known for that no one else is really known for? That's rock and roll and wrestling at the highest levels. Uh, what if I combine the two? And my idea was to have actually had matches. On the ship, which we've never seen before. I mean, so at first, people were like, oh, we've seen this before. It's on, uh, you know, we had the Bruise Cruise. Like, it's nothing like that. This is completely different. This is Matins taking place in the middle of the ocean on a wrestling ring that's basically bolted down onto the, uh, the deck of the ship. And I know this because I had to have engineers come on board and decide if it was possible. I mean, that's how, how new this is as far as the concept. And once it came up, I just kept, you know, adding people and doing the best I could. And, uh, with the budget that I have, I mean, it's amazing how many people, uh, have an increased value of themselves. And so to say, but now that I'm a a promoter, I have to basically say, listen, guys, like I can't afford this or that. Uh, but it's worked out so far. And like I said, we're on a sellout pace, which is, uh, really, really cool. And, And my idea, my goal is to make it an annual thing. And uh, do this every year, and make it a destination a vacation for people who like music and who like wrestling and comedy and live podcasts and paranormal and all that stuff. And I know there's a lot of people like that because um, that's why I have such a great fan base. So we're working on it, and uh, so far, so good. And maybe next year, Madden, I'll have to bring you along uh, to uh, be. A, I don't know what you would do. Maybe a, a, perhaps a I could
0: teach yoga with DD me. <laughs> that's
1: what I wanted to do. Just put you and DDP on a stage together with a microphone and just see what happens.
0: Well, well, speaking of which, Disco Inferno, uh, Glenn Bernetti will be on that cruise. Will he be thrown overboard at some point?
1: I think that's uh I think Disco's enemies with everybody at this point in time, uh, from uh, uh, from Paul Lazenby and Don Callis and Lance Storm. Uh, I think the guys from uh, the Bullet Club hate him. I think those guys uh, – you know, from from all walks of life that want to see him thrown overboard. So, if I was Disco, um, I would definitely be wearing uh, one of the, those floaties that the little kids put on their arms at all times, just in case. Because someone, if he gets too close to the edge of the deck, he might end up in the drink, and they will
0: never see him again. Well, he could use that big beak of his as a periscope. Now, uh, you you won't be at Mania, I believe that. I know that. But is a return to WWE inevitable? And if so, what's left for Chris Jericho to do? Besides, obviously, another absolutely merciless barrage of catchphrases and merchandise.
1: But see, and that's the thing, Mark. You just, you just hit the nail on the head. And what, what else is there left for me to do? And the answer is nothing. I mean, if I never wrestled again, it wouldn't bother me. Um, but I still enjoy it. It's still fun for me. I like doing things that are uh, intriguing, creatively stimulating. Um, you know, and I, I don't know if the, the Chris Jericho list guy... Uh, would even fit anymore, you know, in 2018 or 19. I mean, my my mindset changes so quickly. I mean, I love this alpha character that I uh, played uh, in New Japan. It was a lot of fun. Uh, once again, didn't really sit down and think of anything; just did it. But you couldn't do that character in the WWE, so it's not like I can bring that character in. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what I would do. I just know that I had one of the best years of my career in 16 and 17. Uh, I had one of the best matches of my life the Tokyo Dome in 18. You know, what I, What left is there? Do I want to continue on? And, 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 you know, or do I want to stop when I'm at the top? I mean, I don't know yet. Um, I haven't really decided that I don't think that far ahead. Right now, I think about Fozzy. I think about Painless being, uh, it's now number 13 on the charts. It's our second top 15 hit. It's going to go top 10. Um, all the different places that want to see us, uh, working on a new Fozzy record. And, and, you know, all these are the things that I have going on. Uh, and when wrestling time comes, I'll know it. And, um, if it's something that I feel I can really tell and make a splash and, and make a difference, I'm going to do it. I'll never be there just to be there. I'll never be there to be, you know, in the Andre the Giant Battle of the I not sure there's anything wrong with that, but that's not how Chris Jericho rolls. So we'll see what happens over the next uh, year or so and go from there.
0: I still do the list every day at 5 o'clock. Somebody makes the list on my show now. Is that outdated? Should I come up with something new or, God forbid, original? <laughs>
1: Well, that's the thing. Everybody loves the list, man. I, 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 I like that. I like what other people make lists and when everybody wants to be on the list. And, and I mean, all that stuff, like I said, at this point in time, if I stuck a lighted jacket in the ring on a mannequin and put a clipboard in his in his hand, <laughs> I, I, I could just leave. I think that's all everybody wants to see at this point in time. <clears throat> so I like I mean, that's fine. You know, To me, it's like being in a rock and roll band. If you, love uh you know uh, big city nights and rocky like a hurricane i know you're a scorpions guy and you want to sing that song every night and play it every night and hear it every night i love it but i'm also interested in writing new new songs uh you know and and putting out new records and continue to push myself creatively uh and it's you know in chris jericho's career if chris jericho was a band i had three or four of my biggest career hits ever you know at 46 47 years old in the list and it and, uh, you know, the gift of Jericho and all that sort of stuff. So it was a pretty good year, and it's going to be uh, hard to top it, but I'm sure I can, but I have to be in the right frame of mind for it. So if you want to use the list, you can use the list as long as you want, uh, as long as you pay the uh, the nominal loyalty fees that come included <laughs> with that.
0: Well, now how come I've never made your list? I'd kind of like to make the list. Well, that's the thing. You can't request to be on. Able- I
1: have rules now. I have rules because everybody asks. Can you send autographs on one those Funko Pops? Everybody has Funko Pops now. (laughs) And can you write on it, you just made a list? It's like, no. You know how long that takes to write, you just made a list? And besides, you can't. You're not on the list. You can't request to be on the list. And you can't ask me to put somebody on the list. I mean, if your girlfriend broke up to you, broke up with you, that's your problem. You make your own list and put your own list on it. Uh, Put your own uh, uh, thing together. But for me... It's my list. I decide who's on it when the time is right. So, Matt, Matt you know, if, if you continue to, uh, to, to, to keep your nose clean and put, keep your socks pulled up, stay away from Filthy Amy, uh, I won't put you on the list. But if you start, uh, you know, if you get out of line, you know when you're going.
0: Well, talk of the devil, finally. As you know, Filthy Amy has resurfaced. Uh, do you yeah. live in fear? Because I do. No, no. Uh, I, 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 she doesn't live in this state anymore, I found out. So we're okay on that. Oh, so she won't be at jerkles tonight? No, so we're okay Indeed, we are in, in in many, many forms of the word. Jericho, this was great. Excellent stuff. Can't wait for Fozzie tonight, and we'll see you at Jurgles. I'm excited, man. We'll try and throw in a UFO song for you. No, you won't. Of course we won't. That's Chris Jericho. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 EX. X.
1: And now the super
0: genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Doing really well. Everything I hear from him is just some of the most insightful stuff. And did you take off your pants? The X at 105.9. Thanks to YT2J, Chris Jericho, for joining me. Check out his band Fozzie tonight at Jurgles. I will definitely be there, and you should definitely leave me alone. Got Matthew Murray at 5.15. That'll be good. I'm going to ask Matt Murray. Is there more pressure to win the cup because it's a chance at a third in a row? Or is there less pressure because you've already won the last two? Because you could legitimately look at it, from either side. That's Matt Murray at 515 right here on the home of the Penguins, 105.9. Staying with Hockey, Deadspin.com thinks the Washington Caps are going to have a long playoff run because there are no expectations and because they're playing their second string goalie. Yo, there's a reason there's no expectations and also a reason Philip Grabauer is a second string goalie, but hey, whatever makes you feel better. By the way, you watch. The wheels are so obviously in motion. Connor McDavid is going to win NHL MVP. He's on a team that's 19 points out of a playoff berth, but he's going to win MVP. This year it's going to be best player and not most valuable. The excuse is going to be, well, nobody was really that valuable, so I voted for the best player. You watch. That's going to happen. Uh, Villanova beat Michigan bad in the NCAA final, and the overnight TV ratings for the game set a record low. Nobody watched. I'm not surprised at all by that. It was a crappy tournament with crappy teams and very few readily identifiable superstar players. Uh, Last night's game being a blowout didn't help, but seriously, when the tournament's number one star is a 98-year-old nun in a wheelchair, it's not about the basketball, so people won't be as invested in the basketball. The one shining moment video included Sister Jean. Of course. Is it against the law to have a new idea? Let's just put Roseanne in the shining moment video. Double M on the X. No quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. As we've been talking about the master starts... Uh, on Thursday I mentioned earlier the dilly dilly is a banned phrase at the Masters if you yell that out after somebody takes a shot you will be ejected there's some other phrases on that list as well I imagine mashed potatoes baba booey get in the hole all that crap I just think that golf probably has a stick up its butt that keeps the audience from growing. Then again, Tiger Woods is the sole determining factor for the audience growing or declining. We've seen that over the last decade, actually much longer than that. I understand everybody wants to have fun all the friggin' time. Fun, 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 fun. But uh, I think that golf should just be golf. I don't think every sport should indulge the whim of the spectator at every opportunity. Golf doesn't. The Masters especially doesn't. And I'm good with that. And I hope Tiger Woods doesn't make the cut at the Masters. You can bet on that, you know. You can bet 100 to win 140. You bet 100 Tiger Woods doesn't make the cut at the Masters. You get 240 back, a profit of 140. I'm curious to see what the reaction might be if Tiger soils the bed at Augusta. Because his comeback, the two tournaments he's played in and done okay, but only okay in the storybook you're all writing. It's a build up to Tiger winning the Masters. Okay, well, what if he doesn't? And what if he sucks? Up next, I'm going to talk about the Penguins' big game on Thursday. It's the Penguins against one man, and his name is Ian Cole, 1059X.